This is Entercom Radio's Eye on Houston. I'm Mike Melter, joined by my co-host Seth Payne and Paul Gallant. You can hear us every single morning, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. on Houston Sports Leader, Sports Radio 610. Right now, we have the pleasure of being joined in studio here on Eye on Houston uh, by Julie Crow. She is the Vice President, Prevention and Early Intervention at the DePelchin Children's Center. Julie, good morning. How are you? I am great. Thank you for having me. It's obviously a big time of year. Uh, April, as we know, is uh, Child Abuse Prevention Month. Can you kind of give us a sense for what exactly that means for people who may just kind of be learning that right now? Well, um, it's really a month to bring awareness to the issues of child abuse and neglect, um, specifically in our community, but it is a national event. Um, actually, in uh, last year, in 2018, 6,961 confirmed cases of child abuse and neglect in our community. So it's really a serious issue. And with 6,951 6, confirmed cases, I'm, I'm, obviously there's more than that that probably goes unreported. Um, is that is that one of the big focuses or one of the big goals of Awareness Month is just getting the people to recognize it more? Well, it's uh, and actually to that, um, they est- the estimates are that about 50% more children than actually the confirmed cases actually experience child abuse and neglect, but are not reported or investigated by Children's Protective Services. So it really is a huge issue, uh, not only in our community, but nationwide. And that has to be a really difficult situation for those who are going through it to really just figure out how to operate. Because you can understand why 50% of people maybe wouldn't report it because of all the uncertainty that of what happens after you actually report a case of child abuse. It's It, it can be. Um, people are afraid uh, to – they don't want to um, be – uh, have known that they reported. They're fearful of what might happen if they report a neighbor, a, 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 a family member, someone that they see that's actually um, ha- is experiencing child abuse and neglect. The other issue also is that um, the uh, people are uh, uh, really just really fearful of what might happen to the family, the breakup of mm-hmm. the family. Uh, there is actually um, 1,698 children that were removed from their home in Harris County last year. So mm-hmm. there is a lot of fear that the ch- that the family would break down and children would actually be removed and put into foster care. And I guess how do you how do you talk people through that? Because the other big fear is that the kid stays and really really bad stuff can happen. So a couple of things. So one is that um, when you call and may, or go online and make a report for um, a suspected abuse, that it's all anonymous and that your identity will not be known to the person that you're uh, reporting to or to anyone else. Um, the other thing is that really the importance is prevention, that uh, being able to intervene early. So many families uh, that are experiencing some kind of difficulty that could lead to child abuse and neglect really those issues can be addressed and can be um, the family can really be helped and child abuse can be prevented or and we can intervene early and that's really something that depelchin is really very much involved in that's that's something that's always been really interesting to me because we've seen this and we see this look we we cover sports we've seen this situation with with various players a lot of times people just are, are raised a certain way and they see things or they see things happen to their mother that they don't realize are necessarily as bad as they are. When you're working with people in these situations, is there kind of an like a light bulb moment where they realize what their actions or what their words are doing? 
to their kids and they just maybe never understood or saw before? Yes. Um, actually, we see that aha moment a lot, um, especially working with families in our parenting classes that um, when you actually talk to parents about behavior and getting parents to understand things like that child is not doing something to me, that that child is just actually reacting to mm. something going on. And if you can really help parents to understand um, their child's behavior and also um, different techniques that can help to control the behavior and really to get what you really want out of that child. And these are really actually pretty simple things that you can do that can make a huge difference in the child's behavior and the reaction of the parent and really just the general outcome. This may be sort of a overly simplistic, possibly like ignorant question because I, I don't have any kids. You know, Paul doesn't have any kids. And so my parents, like they use the belt on me. Right. And uh, like they're cool. And but I'm still scared of that thing. But I think like when I have kids, like that's probably not going to happen. So I just wonder, like when I have kids, like how do people think about, OK, like I want to discipline my kids and make sure that they behave well. But like what exactly is the line? And you guys help out with that, right? Sure, we do. Um, and actually, the thing is, is that discipline is often associated with punishment, which actually discipline can really be something to be looked at as controlling the situation, controlling the behavior rather than punishing the child. And we teach a lot of techniques at, at Depelchin that can help parents to understand how to control the behavior and um, avoid actual punishment, but rather really focusing on how to control the behavior and how to get what you want out of the child, which really actually is just general behaviorism and focusing on really the positive things that a child is doing rather and, and encouraging those behaviors and ignoring the behaviors that you really don't want from the child. So you guys are going to be hosting a press conference on um, April 2nd at 1030, and you're going to tie ribbons as part of the Blue Ribbon Ceremony to a fence. And what's incredible is this has been going around. This has been going on for 30 years. I mean, this is older than me. I mean, we're talking well, slightly older than me, but we're talking, you know, April of 1989, where the Blue Ribbon Campaign to Prevent Child Abuse began. So talk about its origin and, and where it's come from in those 30 years. Sure. So um, actually, it began with a grandmother who lost her grand child um to her, uh, her grandson to um a, abusive behavior actually by her um her daughter wow. and her uh, daughter's husband and um the child actually died and the grandmother was um so taken by this and really began to think about all the children um, that are abused and neglected and so in order to remember her grandson and to bring awareness she tied a blue ribbon around the antenna of her car and people started asking, what is that about? And she started spreading that. And it really, it, that was the origins of the spread of that one act that began the Child Abuse Awareness Month, as well as the blue ribbons that you see, those blue ribbons, which represent child abuse awareness. And for the Depelchin Children's Center, you guys also have the annual luncheon on April 17th. What should our listeners know about it, how to get involved, and what you guys have going on April 17th? So uh, we have an annual um, uh, spring luncheon where uh, we actually highlight some of the activities that we do at Depelchin. And uh, we are um, hosting a big event this year where we're highlighting some, uh, some of uh, the speakers that we'll be having. And uh, and then also uh, we're at River Oaks 
Country Club. Okay. And tickets are still available, and we would welcome our community to join us. General question to people listening right now who want to know more about Depelch and what you guys do. Where can they find out all the information, possibly help out? Where do they go to find out that information? Sure. We have a website. It's uh, www.depelchin.org. That's D-E-P-E-L-C-H-I-N dot O-R-G, where we have a lot of information about everything from how to donate, how to get uh, involved in the spring luncheon, or even just a volunteer. You can find out information about our parenting classes or any other activities that we and services that we provide at the agency. Now, I, I, I want to ask you a question. I wanted to ambush you with this, but it's kind of like a more of a sports-related question. I know you're a big Astros fan, <clears throat> and you're aware of various issues that athletes have had with, with domestic violence. There's debate right now, especially in the NFL, about whether there should be zero tolerance for guys that have committed domestic abuse what's what's the general thinking about a zero tolerance policy for somebody that's that's had issues like this um i i really truly think that there is no excuse for abusing a child or abusing uh, a spouse or anyone else and i really do have to agree with the zero tolerance it's just simply not acceptable especially with someone who is a sports figure those are heroes in our community there's someone to look up to and um, and it would and it really sends a bad message when we support that kind of behavior by allowing them to continue to play and allowing them to be cheered and um, and looked up to uh, after they've after they've done something like abuse a spouse or abuse a child. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I guess just one more general question too about I, I think the the objection that always comes up in these situations when you're talking to parents about how they should raise their child is hey. My parents hit me, and I turned out fine. And, well, like, half the time I want to say, well, not not really. Like, you're, you're not that fine. But then in the other half of the people that are just fine, what's your response to that? Sure. I, 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 was, I was spanked as uh, when I was a child as well. But what actually we have really began to discover is, and this is through actual true research, is and the data really shows that um, children who are physically hit – uh, suffer a, a variety of issues from it. It can be phys- there's physical issues, especially when parents often hit when they are angry at their child and they can lose control. And um, and you don't know in that situation. You can think I'm in control of this and I'm just going to hit them once with the belt. But what often happens is that you're really angry with the child and you can lose control and you can seriously physically hurt the child. Mm. As well as that, really research proves that. Punishment is not the best way to get what you want out of out of a child and their behavior. That there are other techniques that you can use that are basic behaviorism type techniques that will help you to elicit the behaviors that you want rather than just constantly punishing a child for the behaviors that you don't want. We're joined by Julie Crow here on Intercom Radio's Eye on Houston, Mike Meltzer, Seth Payne, and Paul Gallant. Final thing, is there anything that we or I have not asked that people should maybe know about uh, Depelchin or just any information that you guys want to put out on the air? Um, really, that uh, Depelchin offers an array of services that um, really are targeting child abuse and neglect. And um, my specific area is the prevention area, which I'm very proud of. A lot of the efforts that we do to work to prevent child abuse and neglect in our community. Julie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. That's Julie Crow. She is the Vice President, Prevention and Early Intervention for the DePelchin Children's Center. It is Intercom Radio's Ion Houston. I'm Mike Meltzer, joined by Seth Payne and Paul Gallant. You can listen to our show every single morning, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. on Sports Radio 610. This is Intercom Radio's Ion Houston.